Alright, well hello and welcome. Welcome in, hello. Today is Thursday, which means that it is vlog day, you guys. And yeah, dude, I have a I have a pretty great little vlog planned out for you guys. We're going to be starting off this program with some news and advocacy here at the... At the I was going to say top of the program, but I already said program, so in my brain I feel like I needed to say something else. So I'm just going to say, we're going to start off with some news and advocacy here at the beginning of the program. Hey, that works. We're also going to be doing some beer tasting. We're going to have some shout outs. We're going to do a whole bunch of first impressions. We're going to talk about what I've been vaping. Uh, I don't know. We got stuff. We got a whole bunch of, we got a whole bunch of stuff here in the vlog. Let me get out my vlog notes just to see where we're at. Yeah. Okay, cool. I do have some news. We got a whole bunch of news and I have some, uh, unique, I have a unique shout out. I have one unique shout out that I want to do to a guy on Instagram, but we'll get there when we get there. Anyway, welcome. Welcome to the vlog. Oh, mm. I don't have a retro vape prepared. I don't have a review for a thing that never got a review. And I don't have a review, a thing that I've never even tried before. So real quickly right now, just going to take a hot minute and figure out how I'm going to wrap up this vlog. Nope. Crisis averted. I went and grabbed a retro vape. So we'll have a retro vaping segment a little bit later on, but we're just going to dive into this vlog. We're going to start off with some news. So you guys, the Cole Bishop amendment did not pass. Cole Bishop amendment did not pass. Now this is separate from HR 1136. This is a, this is a completely different thing. This is the old school. School. And when I say old school, I mean 2016. So last year, this is the old school Cole Bishop Amendment. This, along with HR 2048, was one of the things when the regs first came out that we were all really, really pushing for, really pushing for hard. And unfortunately, the Cole Bishop Amendment did not pass the budget bill and the Democrats actually gloated about it. Now, that's just bad sportsmanship, I think. I feel like that's just a really shitty thing to do. The Democrats, and I'm not going to read what they said. You can find it online really super easily, but they were gloating about it. They they were proud of the fact that they read through this bill, saw the e-cigarette or vapor language written into it, and omitted that part of only from the Cole Bishop Amendment. So it's whatever. There's a lot of people who are really up in arms about like, oh, Cole Bishop didn't pass, Cole Bishop didn't pass. And I think those people are confusing the Cole Bishop Amendment, which was from last year, with H.R. 1136, which is from this year. And in addition to H.R. 1136, we still have the, the new uh, Hunter Bill, the Duncan Hunter Bill, which hasn't been given uh, a numeral designation as of the recording time of this vlog, but it might have one soon. We still have uh, we still have that. We still have the Duncan Hunter. We still have the lawsuit going on. We also have this new thing that I'm trying to wrap my head around, and it's a little bit difficult, but it deals with Heartland, Wisconsin. It deals with... Um, Oliver, well, no, what's his name? Aaron. Oh, sorry. Aaron, the director of A Billion Lives. It has to do with a lot of people, and I don't know exactly what's going on, but they've been having hearings, and there's no one, again, as of the recording of this vlog, there is no one, like, concise source to see what all this means, what's happening, what what the hearing is for. Basically, they're having a hearing to determine the legitimacy of the FDA deeming regulations. One of the things I did find was on a website, the Washington Examiner. Now, I'm not suggesting 
really that anybody click on this link. It's they have an awful website. They they have just the worst website. The first time I clicked over to WashingtonExaminer.com, I had three instantly playing videos at full volume, three different ads playing at the same time in the background behind two pop-ups that happened. And I went, fuck you, fuck you, pause. Where's the other video, pause. Where's the other video, pause. Okay, I just wanna read this article. So to kind of prevent you from having to go through all that, I'm just gonna read this whole article because it is actually a really good article and it's very insightful as to what is actually going on in Heartland, Wisconsin with this new legal, I don't want to call it a lawsuit because I don't think it's a lawsuit. I don't I don't know exactly what it is, but it's happening against the FDA. It's the it's the vapors versus the FDA and kind of this meeting thing that happened. I don't even know if there's an official name for it. Let's let's read this article. Maybe this will clear up some confusion. I already read it a couple times earlier today, but I'd like to go through and read it again with you if that's okay. The big headline says FDA regulations against vaping are a vote away from a major showdown. The Heartland, Wisconsin Board of Trustees is poised to make history Monday night when it votes whether to send a resolution to Washington, D.C. that could save the nation's vaping industry and lives. The resolution is a result of three full days of hearings to collect evidence that the Food and Drug Administration broke federal law by implementing its vaping regulation without coordination. The FDA is required under the National Environmental Policy Act of 1976 to discuss economic and other effects the rules may have on local communities. Enacted last August, the rule treats liquid nicotine products such as e-cigarettes and olive of its components, including batteries, software, and cotton, as tobacco products. And I will never get used to saying that, that batteries, software, and cotton are tobacco products. That alone should just make you look at the federal government and go, what the hell are you guys doing up there? As such, every single product dating back to February 15th, 2007 must get pre-market approval at anywhere from $300,000 to $1 million per application. And just as a quick reminder, even if I could somehow scrape together $330,000, which Trust me, in my lifetime, that's that's not an achievable amount of money to just spend on something. That's not even an achievable amount of money to have in my bank account, much less spend on a pre-market tobacco application. And even if you can get this money together, let's say you have $300,000 and you have a liquid line. So you're thinking, I'm going to get one of my flavors, this juice bottle, a pre-market tobacco application, it will be FDA approved and I can sell it on the market and it'll only cost me $300,000 and that's okay because I'll make up that money, I'll make up the cost of this by selling this liquid. No, I say to you, no, and so does the FDA because getting together this money and filling out a PMTA, a pre-market tobacco application, is zero guarantee that you will get approved. You could get all the paperwork together, which is hundreds of pages of paperwork. You could have it all filled out, 
precisely $330,000, say, here's my paperwork, here's my money, here's my product, FDA, can I start selling yet? And they can just go, no. And chances are, that's exactly what they will do. For the FDA, it is purportedly for safety. For Heartland, a village of 9,200 people and home to Johnson Creek Enterprises, a vaping liquid manufacturer and major economic driver, it's devastating. For Village Board President Jeff Fannerstill, it's personal. My mother died from emphysema, emphysema and chronic COPD in 2012, he said. And the most emotional part about watching a person die from COPD is that it is a slow process. It took my mother three days of last breaths before she passed away. It is like watching someone slowly drown and there is nothing you can do but watch. My mother may be here today if vaping was available in the early 2000s. The testimony collected over three days included similar stories, including Tom Pagborn, director of business development for Johnson Creek Enterprises. Uh, my dad is a longtime smoker. He got advanced emphysema and COPD, and that's probably what he's going to die from, he told board members. If there is anything we can do here in Heartland, it's awesome. I'm promising this article isn't that much longer and it's worth it to sit here and hear it rather than having to click on that link and pause the videos and close the and close the pop-ups and pause the videos. And then right in the middle when I was reading the article, uh, the one of the videos I paused just eh, started playing again. Full fucking volume. Awesome. E-cigarettes have helped 6.1 million people quit smoking in Europe where the devices are marketed as a smoking cessation product and research finds them 95% less harmful than cigarettes. And according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and according to the CDC, smoking kills 480,000 Americans per year. 480,000 Americans per fucking year! Yet the FDA refuses to acknowledge the life-saving potential of e-cigarettes. I am disgusted and appalled that something that is 95%, maybe more, healthier than cigarettes is being lambasted with regulation that will severely limit the availability of nicotine products, nicotine addicts, to live healthier lives through vaping. Said Fannerstill, it crosses a line from stupidity to insanity. The FDA declined an invitation to testify at the village hearings, instead promising to send a letter to address the village's concerns. A letter from the agency may be too little too late. Fannerstill expects the board will approve the coordination hearings finding at tonight's meeting once approved hearing officer fred kelly grant and representatives of the electronic vaping coalition of america evca which spearheaded the effort in heartland will submit the findings to the fda and the department of health and human services for review this is the important part right here this is the this is the most crucial important part should the fda admit it failed to coordinate with local community prior to enacting the regulation the FDA deeming rule would be null and void nationwide. One more time, should the FDA admit that it failed to coordinate with the local communities prior to enacting their regulations, the rule will be null and void nationwide. If the FDA wants to challenge Heartland, the matter would likely head to court. We have to cross one bridge at a time, but we are prepared, Fanner, Fanner Still. I cannot pronounce your name right. I'm sorry, Mr. Fanner Still. I'm sorry. We believe the regulation was done without coordination with our village. Do not underestimate Heartland. We are patriots who will fight for what is right. Yes, 
okay. So they're having this, this meeting. They're taking testimony. They're gathering evidence and they're going after the FDA based on this slightly obscure rule from the National Environmental Policy Act of 1976 that the federal government has to communicate with local, you know, communities townships about the possible implications of their regulations of their in this case the fda deeming rule against e-cigs and vapor products and if they didn't do that if they failed to do that which fingers crossed that the government is bad at their job which is easy to to do i mean the government's really terribly bad at their job but i hope that they were terribly bad in this one aspect so that the law that the fda deeming rule will be null and void nationwide so you're hearing all this what can you do is there anything you can do to help out well i'm going to link in the description to two posts on the washingtonexaminer.com and i apologize for the videos that play and i apologize for the pop-ups but i'm also going to link to the evca's facebook as well as a GoFundMe for the EVCA. Now, I know I'm not rip trippers, but I would like to see a lot of people donate money to this. That's what I would like to see. They're trying to raise a lot of money to continue this. You heard the man from Heartland say, we are patriots and we will fight for what is right. That is absolutely true. They're not just fighting for vapor's rights. They're not just fighting for my right to blow dope ass clouds. They're not just fighting for fucking Kylie Vapes' right to blow O's. They're fighting for what is right overall. America, this is what's right. So if you're feeling givey, if you're feeling advocacy-minded, I'm gonna post a link down in the description to their, it's not a GoFundMe, it's called generosity.com. It's made by Indiegogo, but they have a page. They're talking about what the EVCA does, what they plan to do in the future, uh, how transparent they plan to be with XYZ money, XYZ information, $1, $5, $10, $50. I feel like this is a really good place to throw your money at. Throwing your money at things doesn't necessarily solve problems, but it's a way to just do something and feel involved. Remember that me and you and you and you and you and you and everybody, we're, we're all just part of a bigger of a bigger machine. We're all part of this vape thing, this, this, this huge moving machine called vaping. And we're all little parts of it. And if we're all working together really well, and we're putting money where it needs to go, and we're, we're speaking when we need to speak, and we're opposing things when we need to oppose, and we're calling senators, and we're writing letters, and we're basically being Jennifer Berger Coleman, then that machine functions really well. So obviously, yeah, I'm going to donate to the uh, EVCA through generosity.com. And if you feel so inclined, I would encourage you all to do the same thing because this could turn out in addition to the lawsuit, in addition to H.R. 1136, in addition to the Duncan Hunter legislation, this could be a very useful weapon in our arsenal 
against the FDA, basically against the United States government. That's that's really what this is, but it's mostly the FDA against the FDA. I think this would be I think this would be a really fantastic thing. So that's that's the gist of it. Like I said, I might not have explained everything uh, perfectly. I might not have the right words. I keep saying things like meetings and hearings and I don't know if those are correct. I'm just trying to get this information out there, but I'm going to leave some links down in the description. You can read all about it. You can go to generosity.com, you can donate some money. Uh, you can get involved on their Facebook page. You can do calls to actions. You can spread information. There is so much stuff that we can do that really we should do it. And Kevin Skipper says it all the time. And I, I stole it in the past. You don't have to do everything, but you do have to do something. Just get involved. Understand the machine. Holy crap, that's an amazing band name. Nobody steal that. I'm writing it down. Is it a band name or an album name? Oh, that could be a good album name. I've got a lot of good album names, and this could be one of them. Understand the Machine. Fuck yeah, that's cool. Okay, that's a cool album name. Anyway, I did have a whole bunch of more advocacy stuff and updates and stuff that I wanted to talk about, but I'm just not going to get there today. Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, no, there's one I have to do. There's one. There's one I'm sorry I have to do. I talked about it in the Culture of Clouds podcast, and I promised Miss Jennifer Berger Coleman, JBC, that I would uh, get it into a vlog or some sort of Tuesday, bro. Tuesday, uh, she wrote to me not too long ago. I'm going to make this as fast as I can. Uh, hi, Nick. If you have time to get this info out uh, on a blog or Tuesday, bro, Tuesday, um, I about how to contact the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. So there's a flavor ban that's been started. The wheels are in motion in San Francisco, uh, banning all flavors except for tobacco. No menthol, just tobacco. And she sent a fantastic letter to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, urging them to sort of, you know, vote against this. This isn't going to be helpful legislation. All this is going to do is, I mean, ultimately put people in the hospital. And I'm not going to read you the whole letter, even though it is a fantastic letter, JBC. You knocked it out of the park. Um, what I'm not going to read you the whole letter, but what I am going to do is post a link down in the description. Just let me read this real fast. She says, I sent this letter to every single member of the Board of Supervisors except... Uh, Pardon me, except for Rick Sanchez. I sent this letter to every single member of the Board of Supervisors except Malia Cohen this morning. Malia Cohen is the person that introduced this legislation. I think she has made too big a public spectacle now to back down from her legislation. Getting the rest of the board to consider our position is the best option, I think. If you want to keep people updated as to what they can do until we figure out the time frame for the public hearing, they can write to each member of the board by going to sfbos.org. sfbos.org. I will post a link in the description. And clicking on the supervisor's information. I think it goes without saying, but be polite, be articulate, those are of utmost importance here. There are already people on her Facebook thread calling her a dumb bitch and other charming things. That's obviously a huge no-no and will accomplish the opposite. Thank you for getting this out there. Nick, hope your weekend is rad and your beer is effervescent JBC. So yeah, absolutely. If you're in California, if you're in San Francisco, if you're in California like me, then you're going to want to go to sfbos.org. 
look on the supervisor information and you can send a message to all of the the board of supervisors uh, in San Francisco. I'm not exactly sure what board of supervisors does. There's so much government wordage and verbiage and bureaucracy and stuff. that There's like committees that oversee other committees that have subcommittees that are and then and then supervisors and and head chair people and people with gavels and just the fucking governments all over the place, man. I, I don't know what they're doing. But yeah, you can send a message to the Board of Supervisors, sfbos.org. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap up that news segment. Bunch of stuff going on, man. Just so much stuff. So much stuff. I'm reading about vape legislation stuff daily, not just on a federal level, but on a state and local government level as well. Lots. Lots of stuff going on. So let's get past that. Where'd my vlog notes go? I feel actually genuinely lost without them. Anyway, vlog notes, news, good. I have some more news, but we're going to save that for next week because it's not like pressing news. It's just kind of interesting news, I guess. Anyway, we're going to push that to next week. And what we're going to do right now, real quick, uh, we're just going to go over real quick, like what I've been vaping this week. Oh, so yeah, I just got a whole mess of stuff here on my desk. One thing I've been vaping, Limitless Arms Race. We're evaluating this over on the Tuesday Bro Tuesday Review Queue. It's been fine. It's been good. I've got some gripes with it, like some pretty serious gripes with it, but I don't want to ruin the Tuesday Bro Tuesday. So if you want to know more about this mod, just head over to one of my Tuesday Bro Tuesday videos, which is currently in the review queue. So we're currently speaking about it. I will say it's it's fine. It's a fine it's a fine little vape. It gives me plenty of power. I have that topped with the Kylin RTA, which is killing it. I had a flood the first time I built it, but I've re-wicked it multiple times since then with zero issues, no flooding going on. I have a juice in here that crisp. And I don't know what it's supposed to taste like. It tastes like bananas, coconut, and diacetyl or something. But whatever, it's delicious. This is a 2 ohm, a 2 ohm, yeah, right, 0 0.2 ohm dual coil. I have it sitting at set 90 watts on the Limitless Arms Race. Great. This has been uh, this has been a rad vape. I, I really like the Kylan. We're also talking about the Kylan RDA over on Tuesday Bro Tuesday, and I don't want to spoil next week's Tuesday Bro Tuesday, but I... I kind of love the Kylan. Good, really good, flavorful, rich, saturated vape, and that juice is quite delicious. Another thing I've been using, the Loch Ness. This is like my fucking, this Envy Vape Loch Ness is like my go-to thing. It's just like my go-to mod that I grab that I always want to grab because it's so comfortable in my hand. I have that topped with the new Segeli Slider sub-ohm tank, and this is a sub-ohm tank that if it had arrived a few days later, it would have been in the first impression on this vlog because but because it arrived on Thursday 
Thursday last week. I don't really want to do a first impressions for it. I've already been using it all weekend long and all week this week, and I've been using it so much I feel like it's almost ready for review, but this is their sub-ohm tank. It's called the Segeli Slider, and obviously you fill it up by sliding this. Slide the top off, bleh, your juice, slide it back, you're good. This is something that E-Leaf has been doing for what seems like forever, but now Segeli is on the slider train, and it happens to work really well. Coil heads, beautiful, nice, dense, saturated vape. This one, like I said, has been lasted about a week already so far, and I have probably put, I don't know, 20 mils of juice through this tank. Uh, it's loaded up with Cloud Patrol. This is the Lady Luck. It's like a, it's like a melon cantaloupe sort of cream flavor. I was insanely skeptical of this juice until I tasted it. That's the Pandora Blue juice. I really like it. That's all I have left, and I want to vape the rest of it before it, like, you know, it goes bad. It doesn't necessarily go bad. I just don't want to vape juice past, like, a year. Like, if my juice has been sitting around a year, I'm all set. I don't, I don't need to vape that juice. Anyway, this is a 0.2 ohm coil and it is at 130 watts and it could probably take some more wattage easily. Freshly charged batteries, 140 watts on the Segeli slider with the uh, Envy Vape Loch Ness. This, this is a good vape. Good. Flavorful, smooth. I like it. I'm into it. Uh, been hanging in there with the Axis Vapes M17 Mini. It's just something that I like. I like holding it. I like using it. I wish with all of my wishes that this was just like an unregulated box mod, but it has a DNA 75 and I put up with the DNA 75, even though I really truly dislike the DNA 75. I have it topped with the Cosmonaut RDA DHD tip on top, single coil in this, but I'm using both airflows because I like it more. This is the most crackly popping uh, coil that I think I have ever put into an atomizer. That is loaded up with uh, Rainbow Sherbet in the Dark from the Grim Colt line, just one of my favorite juices of all time. But would you listen to this coil? That is a crazy loud coil. I have rarely ever had coils crackle that intensely on here and uh it's great flavor's great everything's great that's a super great vape uh i have also been using i think we're almost done i promise i think we're almost done i think i have like one more boxer i mean we've all seen this before not the boxer whoa did i say boxer i'm getting a boxer this though is out of the uk rebel vape dual 18650 dna 167 because it's a dual 18650 i've got it topped with that horizon tech duo sub ohm tank, which is, oh lord, this is aesthetically mostly ugly, but I absolutely love the vape I get from this sub-ohm tank. Got it topped, the, uh, the DHD Goon nub tips fit on this tank flawlessly, so it's orange, 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 super matchy. Got this loaded up with a uh, lowrider and Dude, this vape is the vape. I mean, that's why the battery's dead on this, or dying rather, it's at 50%. It's because I use this vape the most. When I leave my office and I go upstairs and I make lunch and I watch television and I make the bed and I go voop and I take a shower and I do all my daily stuff, I am holding this. I am holding this mod. And it's not because the Rebel is amazing, the Rebel is fine. It's because this tank is like my favorite fucking tank right now. It's so good, I just love using it. Fuck, that's a good tank. It's just a really good vape. The airflow is a little turbulent and a little loud, but otherwise, 
Fuck, that's a good tank. Also, hanging in there. Hanging in there with the uh, vape work stopped. I don't even remember the name of this. Let me look at my vlog notes because I did actually have to write it down. The MMK ABS from Vape Work Stot. I'll post a link down in the description. And I have to apologize. Let me find the actual man and apologize to him. I owe someone from Instagram an apology. There was a lot of comments on this picture. Okay, let me try to find it. Oh, uh, pictures by Ian. I'm sorry, you're correct. He left a comment on this picture that I posted of this mod on Instagram and he said, hey, did you see that it isn't actually anodized aluminum, it's Delrin Knurling. And I'm sitting here holding it and feeling it and I'm like, I replied back something dick. Like I was a dick back to this guy. Not like a super dick, but I was kind of a dick. I said, there is not a chance. This has to be aluminum. That's what I said back. I was like, there is no chance. This has to be aluminum. This is aluminum. I can feel it. It sounds metallic and it's aluminum-y. No. They contacted me. The company that makes this mod contacted me. And they're like, hope you're liking the MMK ABS. Uh, just a few specs. It's a copper tube on the inside. It's surrounded by treated neural Delrin. And I was like, oh, fuck. And as soon as he said that, I was like, I'm the biggest dick ever. I just told photos by Ian on Instagram that there's no way that this could be aluminum. So now I feel bad. So I apologize. I apologize to you. Here's a, here's a shout out. Bump that fist. You were right. I was wrong. You're smart. I'm dumb. You're very attractive. I'm not very good looking. But yeah, topped with the recoil RDA. This is a killer, killer vape. Got it loaded up with blue slushy from the Ruby crew. Rad. So yeah, that is what I've been vaping. I've been vaping. I've been talking. I'm ready to drink some beer. It's time for me to go up there to my fridge, grab a beer, come back down here and enter the beer section. quite tell if I'm in focus. Does that look okay? Okay. All right, well, let's taste some freaking beer. The beer we're gonna be tasting tonight is, it's a, whoa, what the hell was that? <laughs> anyway, apparently cars are exploding down on the street. Anyway, the beer we're gonna be tasting tonight comes from Russian River, and whenever I see this beer anywhere, I buy this beer. It's brewed up in Northern California, up in uh, San, 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 San Santa Rosa. It's up in Santa Rosa, California. Russian River Brewing. This is supplication. And this beer ain't cheap. Let me tell you, I think this bottle was like $16 or something like that. It's crazy. Crazy. But it's one of those things that you buy because you like it. Uh, if this beer was $40, I would still buy it. I would buy it less but even if it were $40 a bottle, I would still buy it very infrequently because I like this beer so much. It's a very, very highly rated beer. And unfortunately, you see this up here. This is what we call Cork Fear 2017. Every fucking time. I'm twisting like you suggested. I'm twisting. <gasps> good. We're good. And this is a Russian River Cork, so I might actually save that cork because 
I don't know, just show me my fear, just my fear mocking me on a daily basis sitting on my desk. Anyway, um, I don't have a tulip glass. I just grabbed this glass because it was closer, and so we're drinking it out of this, this kind of glass. Before we pour it, let's just read the tasting notes. It says, a brown ale aged using Pinot Noir barrels from local Sonoma County wineries. It is aged for about 12 months with sour cherries, Bretonomyces. Oh, Brett. That's the Brett flavor. Remember Brett? It's It has Bretonomyces in it. Lactosyllabus and Pediococcus. There's not a chance of me pronouncing that word. Those are added to each barrel. Flavors from the cherries, Pinot Noir, and Oak balance each other nicely with a little funk from the Brett. So let's pour. Let's pour the supplication like it wants it. Yeah, look at that. I'm just going all in. We're dumping it all in here, bud. Yeah. So yeah, Supplication is a beautiful beer. It's a perfect sort of really dark amber color. It's got this nice thick head on there that I am going to have to drink through like a man. It's slightly, you know, translucent and that it's kind of cloudy, a little bit hazy, but this is a delicious, a delicious beer. I am so excited to try it. I'm going to drink it right now. So cheers. Here's to you guys. You're the best. Oh my God, that beer is so fucking good. It's not quite... It's not uh, it's not quite a sour in my opinion. They say it's like a sour beer, but it's not really a sour. It tastes exactly like the description says. It tastes like a brown ale Asian Pinot Noir barrels with cherries, Bretonomyces, Lactobacillus, and the Pedinocanocus, but whatever. It tastes like all of that. I get a lot of upfront, like uh, cherry, like slightly sweet, slightly sour flavor. It's a very well balanced flavor up front from the cherries. It's got a nice thick body in your mouth. It feels very substantial and it ends with a really super clean finish. It's very aromatic. It smells wonderful. It tastes wonderful. Supplication is fantastic if you have the means to ever try it. I highly suggest it. Russian River Brewing's Supplication. Dude, it's just so good. In fact, because this is like a cherry-ish based sour, I bet I have some stuff to try with it. What do I want to try? I don't know. Oh, I left this out of my what I've been vaping. Hexome, Recoil, DHD, Regulated. This is leftover, this is a leftover from Tuesday Bro Tuesday. I tasted this juice on Tuesday Bro Tuesday and I've just been vaping it ever since. This is supposed to be like a tropical candy thing. It's like a tropical flavor candy thing. So we're gonna try that first, but I don't think it's gonna be the better of the two, but we're gonna try it first. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not too bad at all. It blew up. The vapor went back into my mouth and I inhaled it. Oh, that was weird. But yeah, that's not really a bad little pairing at all, but I think this one is going to be much better. This is Rainbow Sherbet in the Dark from Grim Cult. It is limes and citrus and a little bit of like a sour note, but it's like an overall like creamy, ice creamy sherbet sort of flavor. I think it's going to pair really well with this, but there's only one way to tell, and that's if we actually do it. Yep, that's it. That's the one. Stellar. Good lord. That is a stellar vape. I want to do it again.
Delicious. Really freaking delicious. So yeah, good little good little beer pairing right there. Russian River Supplication. I promise, I think next week. Let's let's next week. Let's like for the next two or three weeks or something like that. We'll just do like regular beers. Like beers that you can get at 7-Eleven. Give me your most regular beer suggestion down in the comments below. I'm talking like Pabst. <coughs> I'm talking like Takati. <coughs> I'm talking like MGD or Bud Light or a Limerita or something. Just something very like normal, not this like rare Russian River supplication nonsense, just a beer. That's what we're gonna do at least next week. We might even just continue this trend, but at least next week, that's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna drink a beer, just a beer that's a beer that's like an average dude's every like everyday beer. That's what we're gonna do. So anyway, let's wrap up this beer uh, tasting, Russian River Supplication. I'll post a link down in the description where you can check it out. Highly recommend it. It's fucking delicious. And uh, I think it's time for shout outs. It is shout out time. Hey, so here's something fun. Remember that giant fucking explosion sound that happened? Uh, turns out that that was the FBI. <laughs> That's what I gathered from standing out on the street like I'm in a fucking Dane Cook comedy routine. Standing out there on the street with a bunch of other people and they're like, I think that's the army. And I'm like, no, that's... That's local police. They're just heavily militarized. Like they're all carrying M16s and black vans, you know, <laughs> like they're like they're taking someone away who saw an alien and uh, evidently it was like a like a flash grenade that went off inside a convenience store. I don't know, but it's the FBI and they're here in San Diego and that's crazy. Anyway, let's let's get to some freaking shout outs. So, I owe every patron on my Patreon in the $10 tier a shout out. And I don't know how I'm going to accomplish this, you guys. I have no idea how I'm going to accomplish this because I don't know. I, I don't know how to shout out 200 people. I don't know how to shout out 249 people. There are 249 people in the banana sticker tier, in the $10 banana sticker tier, and there are 35 in the serious time $20 a month. So how I'm going to start this is I'm going to give a shout out to the $20 patrons right freaking now. All right, so starting off at the top here, a fellow named David Morgan pledged this this can't be right. David Morgan, if you're watching this video, maybe just go check on your on your Patreon and how much you donated because you donated too much money. I refuse to take that money from you. I'm just telling you right now, that is too much money. So just go double check, David, and make sure that you pledged the amount that you wanted to and maybe not a higher amount. I can refund you. I think I have the ability to just cancel that completely and we can start over fresh. But Starting off with David Morgan, we're going to do Brittany Earnstamp. See, this is the funny part, is trying to watch me pronounce people's names. Brittany Earnstamp, Caleb Pulley, Andrew Hobart, Nick Massey, Brian S., Wen Bingan, didn't pronounce that right, Sean Gibson, Brendan Deo, Andrew Foster, Stephanie Bast. Bastine? Bastine? Am I saying that correctly? Bastine? Anyway, Oliver Diaz, Gregory, Gregor, okay. <laughs> You're just messing with me now, Gregor. Gregor Slavacek? That's a cool ass last name, but it's hard to say. Gregor Slavacek, uh, Sean Miller, Roland Root, Christopher Rapp, Kevin Stilitz, Stilitz, Kevin Stilts, 
Stilts or Stilitz? Is your last name Stilts, Kevin? John Stinson, Michael Bodine, Angela Medina, Malte Kalung. I'm sorry. I am sorry that I did not pronounce that correctly. Kevin Vidge, Abdulaziz. Yes, I know him. Nick Imhoff, Kevin C. Mc. Quiston, Dennis Conroy, Anthony Alvarez, Ikai, 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 Amarakami. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I fucked that up so bad. Ikai, E I K I. Iakai, Iakai Amarakimi. <laughs> I'm sorry, Iakai. Mike Sansom, Jake Sale, Nick Rutherford. Oh, I know, I know Nick. I've met Nick Rutherford before. Thank you, Nick. That's awesome. Uh, Frederick Fizzini. Yeah, I know him too. I recognize him too. And uh, my favorite one, and this isn't a $20 Patreon guy. Um, this is, uh, he's in. he's not in the 10 and he's not in the $20, but it's not, his name is Solomon D.Y. And he pledged $11.36 per month. And I looked at that and I went, wow, that's a really fucking weird number. Like, how did you settle on $11.36? And then it all hit me all at once. HR 1136. This dude is giving $11.36 monthly to my Patreon. HR 1136 throwing a little advocacy in there. That's awesome. That's awesome, Solomon. But yes, thank you. I am going to get to the $10 patrons. I just don't know how to, I just don't know how to, how to do this. I don't know how to read off 250 names. Uh, I capped the $10 patrons at 300. The first banana, Grim Army Banana Sticker Club, uh, 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 sale package is getting ready to be mailed out. And yeah, just, you know, jump on the Patreon thing. If that's, if that's a thing that you think you want to do, I think it would be cool, but, uh, that's between you and your wallet actually. So there you go. I want to give a quick shout out to Monica. So Monica wrote me an email and said, Hey Nick, thanks for wearing my fight for your vape t-shirt on your video made my month. The website where you can find my gear is Uska design, U S K a design. Uska. Feel free to share this information. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Uska Design. I'll put a link down in the description. The Fight for Your Vape t-shirt is a cool, it's a skull and a punk rock. And go back to the other Tuesday Bro Tuesday. I think it was episode 23? It's 22 or 23 I was wearing that t-shirt. But I'll definitely post a link down in the description to where you can check out that t-shirt if you are interested. I do have some more shout outs here. Um, I have to re-give a shout out. I don't know if anybody remembers H. Nicholas Otterstrom, the fellow that wrote in, uh, left a comment about the Navy. Well, he actually hit me back up and he says, hello, Nick, to answer your question about my name, it's a bit more complicated than yes or no. If I, I was asking if I was correct in the way I was pronouncing it. He says, my full given name is Nicholas Heath Sabrin Otterstrom. My legal name is Heath Nicholas Otterstrom. I just go by Nick though. That's amazing. My name is Nicholas Green and I just go by Nick. Your fucking name is Nicholas Heath Sabrin Otterstrom. Why are you not in a metal band? Why are you not like in a, in a Viking metal band or like a pirate metal band or something like some metal musician with that name? H Nicholas Heath Sabrin Otterstrom. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Anyway, Nick, thank you so much for, uh, 
Thank you so much for that update right there. Let's do this shout out right here for Jacob. Uh, Jacob writes in and says, Hey, Nick, my name is Jacob. I've been cigarette free for going on two years and I haven't been happier. My dad, who has been smoking for over 40 years, is the reason that made me quit. See him going through all these health issues, i.e. COPD, diabetes, heart problems resulting in the need for a triple bypass, bypass, plus many more issues. I want him to start vaping, but he is stuck in his ways and always says it's too expensive. I offer to buy him a starter kit and he said if i buy it he'll toss it anyways enough of that i want to say thanks for all you do and all the other viewers uh for this life-changing life-saving industry take care and horns absolutely jacob definitely you are definitely shouted out in fact jacob um go ahead and hit me back uh nick at grimgreen.com if there is anything i have i can send to you more importantly to your dad to maybe help him along the way a little bit i, I would absolutely be willing to do that just shoot me another email there nick at uh, nick at grimgreen.com thomas mr thomas writes in and this is a long one so we're gonna tuck in and read it hello nick this is my second email to you the first was mistitled because i didn't know if you had different name emails for different things you can read the whole first part of this email if you want. I stopped smoking a few years ago thanks to an Ego and a pink Clearomizer tank I bought from my neighbor. Then I got the Evic Supreme Tube Mod. Ah, the good old days. I am so glad I found vaping and stuck with it. Your videos have always been a great source of help and inspiration and to do new things. These days I'm mainly into mechs and dripping. He goes on to talk about a lot of the vape gear that he was using, which is always really interesting to me. I like, it's interesting because I had, you know, we all have our own path in the vapor world and my path was like, okay, Sigalike, okay, another Sigalike, a third Sigalike, a screwdriver. I went back to the Sigalikes. And when I say screwdriver, I don't mean I was vaping a screwdriver. I mean, I was vaping a mod called the screwdriver. It ran on a little 16340 battery and it was one of my favorite things of all time. And then I went back to Sigalikes and then after that, it was all downhill. I started getting into mods and I got uh, a Pure Smoker protege, uh, the Pure Smoker. What was that fucking thing? Why can't I remember the name of it? Pure Smoker, what was the name of that? Okay, what was the name of that mod? This is gonna drive me nuts now. I don't know why I'm drawing such a fucking blank on this name right now. And I know people who were around back in the day, like 2009, 2010, they're like, it was the Pure Smoker this. And it wasn't the Pure Smoker Legacy. It was the Pure Smoker. I can't believe I cannot remember the name of this. Anyway, anyway, I moved on to mods and, you know, everyone has their own path. And it's always just kind of interesting to like, you know, read about what other people were using. Anyway, uh, he says, I wanted to ask for a shout out for my best friend, my my schnauzer dog, Dauphin. He is 11 years old and has a great personality. He is very stubborn. He has his own chair beside me, beside my computer chair with three pillows. He loves to watch people and other dogs walk by the window. Um, he says, uh, I love your Nico as well. You have a good family with Pickle and Nico. Oh, thank you. Schnauzer love is the best love, some say. He goes on to say, I have a box mod engraved with a drawing of my dog with our names under it coming from a Norwegian mod maker named Norse. Uh, I have not heard. Uh, have I? Have I heard of Norse mods? I'm not sure. It sounds familiar, but it's probably just because I've heard the word Norse before. Anyway, I also plan on getting my first tattoo with the same motivation when I turn 30, 33 this year. Where would you put your first tattoo? First tattoo for me was right here on my arm and I got it there because I knew that I'd want to get more tattoos and I figured if I got it in a spot that was visible, it would look dumb for long enough that I would want to put shit around it. Most people, shoulder. Go with the shoulder. It's a nice 
big meaty spot. It's not insanely painful. It hurts, but it's not overwhelming shoulder. Definitely go shoulder. I love your vlogs and Tuesday Bro Tuesdays, even though the anger news gets to me. Yes, as it should, the anger news gets to me. I like to know what goes on out there. I wish you would do more mechs though, hint, hint. Uh, keep up, keep it up and much love from Norway. Yeah, absolutely. Dauphin the Schnauzer is shouted out as well as Sir Thomas from Norway. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for writing in brother. Um, we got some more to do. Oh, here's one that I wanted to do. Beauty and the Vape. So Beauty and the Vape is Christine and she runs this thing. It's a thing. It's called the Vapor's Voice. And I'm just going to read you the email she sent me, but she says, the Vapor's Voice is dedicated to grassroots advocacy within the vape community. We believe that sharing, we believe that sharing the hashtag my vape story and encouraging other vapors to do the same will be instrumental in uniting and promoting the positive side of the vaping community. At the Vapor's Voice, we are dedicated to communicating and promoting our vision of sharing each individual vapor's personal story at all of the places, expos, etc., where vapors congregate, unite, and connect. To fulfill our vision, we provide live streaming on multiple social media platforms as well as a dedicated area at events to encourage vapors to join us converse and share their vape story. Uh, we will then send your stories through video format to your state representatives and help advocate for you. Being able to put a face to a story is super important. We created something unique in our industry. Come join us. Have your voice be heard with the vapors voice. And she sent me a link to a YouTube channel that I will link to down here in the description for the vapors voice. They have some uh, videos, testimonials and stuff like that up. And this was all done at the last event that I was at in Atlanta. They had a booth there that I didn't get to stop by, but it's basically just testimonials. And I think that's fantastic. And she's absolutely right. It is crucial to put a face with the story, to put a face with the testimonial, to put a face behind the person whose rights you're taking away. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, Beauty and the Vape. Uh, Beauty and the Vape, is that right? Did I call you the right name? Beauty and the Vape, okay. Whew. For some reason, I thought it was something else. Anyway, Beauty and the Vape, thank you so much. Uh, definitely, you were shouted out. And go check out the Vapor's Voice over there on the YouTube. I will post a link down in the description to where you can check it out. So many birthday shout outs. We're gonna do a couple more here. Hello, Nick, thanks for all you do. Me and the wife have got off the cigs because of vaping. She only smoked for for a little while, but I had smoked for 10 years and still I started vaping and watching vape videos, which helped me a lot. I've been smoke-free for six months and I feel great. My wife, Kathy, and my baby, Belle, yes, after Beauty and the Beast, Belle, are the best, that's fine. That's it, look, I, you know me. <laughs> You guys, you guys know me really well. If you ever meet me at, at an event or you, you know, we meet like you see me at, uh, like uh, out in public at a at a grocery store or or, or at the. Uh, I'm trying to think of somewhere that I would be, but generally I'm just at home. But if I'm out somewhere and you run into me, what you see is what you get. Like you guys know me. I love Disney. I love Star Wars. I love Disney. I love comic books. I love all that sci-fi shit. So you naming your kid Belle after Beauty and the Beast, you'd never have to justify that to me. I would go, oh, Belle, like from Beauty and the Beast. I already, I'm already a Disney fan, so I already made that association. So awesome. 
Belle, that's an awesome name, and Belle, you're shouted out. Someday when you're old enough, you can watch this video and see a shout out from a guy that you don't care about. And while we're on the shouting out thing, let's shout out Katie as well, and Vernon, thank you so much. Bump that fist, bump it. Uh, anyway, he says, I would like to wish my wife a happy birthday. Her birthday is May 13th. Thank you for everything. Yeah, my name is Ray. Oh, I thought your name was Vernon. Why does your email say Vernon, but your name is Ray? Oh, that's right, because you're a filthy liar. I'm just kidding, Ray, you're not a liar. That's a joke from the Culture of Clouds podcast. Um, anyway, yeah, absolutely. Ray, you are shouted out. Katie, you are shouted out. Belle, you are definitely shouted out. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Katie the wife. I hope you have just a fantastic birthday. And the last shout out I want to do is for uh, it's for a fella on Instagram. This is just kind of a funny story. Um, I was over on Instagram and, you know, I posted a picture of something like a bunch of tanks. And because I noticed that I'm using a lot of tanks. So I posted a picture of a tank and tanks. And I was like, this seems like a lot of tanks. Like I'm a dripper guy. And right now I have two drippers and like six tanks going. I have too many tanks going. And so he just posted a comment and said, hey, you should follow me. And I was like, no, I don't. I mean, I don't generally do that. I, that's not something I do. If people are like, oh, bro, you should follow me. And then if I go to your page and I just see that it's like giveaway reposts and then like some food and then like your dog at the end, then I'm, eh, I'm probably not going to follow you if that's the if that's the kind of stuff you post. You know what I mean? But I saw this guy and his name is at cool vape guy 420 on Instagram. And I just thought that was kind of funny. Like, how did you think of that? <laughs> how did you think of that name? You're just like, oh, pick your Instagram name. Uh, cool vape guy 420. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was just really funny. And so I basically told him, I was like, I don't do this for many people boom, follow you. And so he posted it. He posted a picture of it actually on Reddit. And it says, uh, Grim Green, oops, let's see. Grim Green started following you. And then my comment below my picture and I started following him. And he said, he's like, he's like, fuck yeah, this is, this is a good, this is a cool thing. And he posted it on Reddit. And the way that Reddit works is it's just chaos. You can, I mean, it's not just chaos. You can go through people's posts history and see all their comments and see all their posts. It's like a publicly available thing. And no, I will not be giving out my Reddit username on my video. What are you crazy? But anyway, of course he goes on, on Reddit. His name is Nick and he goes by, well, I'm not going to tell you what his name, I'm not going to give away his username on Reddit. But anyway, he goes by, his name is Nick and he, he, he has a Reddit account, you know? And so of course I get creepy and stocky and I'm like, let's see who this guy is. Let's see who I just started following. All of his posts are within the like vaping subreddits of Reddit. And literally all this guy does is help other vapors. That's all he does. He doesn't post things and say, Hey, what's wrong with my tank? This guy is a problem solver. People have, you know, questions about what they're going to buy. Um, he says, like a person was talking about tank recommendations. He's like, I really like the Cleto 120, the original Cleto or the Milo 300. And now I really like the Crown 3. And he's like, the person replied and said, oh, that's cool. This thing, I, I got the Aspire Cleto 120. This thing is awesome. And he's like, fuck yeah, man. You made an awesome decision. He's just helping people, man. That's all he does. I spent time in his history, in his post 
and 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 commenting history and all he talks about is helping people people have questions about vaping and he helps them and seeing that seeing this guy on instagram who's just like hey will you follow me and i was like yeah sure and now i'm following him I'm like what's the worst that can happen i'm gonna see more vape pictures get real you know who cares i follow like 800 plus people i see a lot of vape pictures so a couple more vape pictures in there it's cool it's no big deal i'm gonna follow this guy and now on his reddit is his it's like he's just helping people vape he's just helping other vapors out i think that is so cool so here's here's what i want to do nick cool vape guy 420 on instagram please just shoot me an email nick at grimgreen.com i'd like to put together a little package for you just some stuff i'll let you buy it from me for two dollars like we go through the two dollar sale and i'll just put some stuff together for being just a really great person in this community. Someone who is who is nice and not a dick and just wants to help people and doesn't go on Instagram and be like, that shit looks stupid, you're a faggot, I hate you. Just being a good dude. I like good people. And when I randomly run across a, a clearly good person like Nick, I, I'd like to I'd like to thank them. I'd like to thank them for being so helpful. And so Nick email me, please, nick at groomgreen.com. I'll need to verify your age and I'll need to get your address and I'll need to charge you $2, but I would like to send you a couple things if that's okay. If you don't mind, just hit me up. So Nick, you are definitely shouted out. Cool vape guy 420, you are shouted out. So yeah, I think we're good. That that shout outs was way too long and uh, now we're just gonna dive right into some first impressions. All right, yeehaw, first impressions, here we go. So the first thing I wanna talk about is an RDA that I got in the mail that I just built it today, and I've really been enjoying it. It's got kind of a unique, really, it's a really weird yet unique deck design. It's got positive, positive, negative, negative, right next to it. I'll show you a picture of the build I put in there, but you can see it's positive, positive, and negative, negative, and it's just a simple fuse clapped, and I put in there, I threw some GM coils in there, and you basically, around the deck, you'll put both leads in one side, and then you'll put both leads in the other, and you kind of just pull them and pinch them until they're in the middle, you know? It, it works insanely well, and it's got Kennedy-style airflow. This ended up being uh, a zero, what is it? A 0 0.2 ohm coil. I have it set to 85 watts here on the Leaning Tree wooden box mods, and it's awesome. It's awesome and loud and crackly. It's giving me pretty decent flavor, like not amazing flavor, but like good flavor, like dripper quality flavor. It's goon compatible, so I threw this really colorful DHD goon cap in here. I've got it loaded up with Bro Trip from the Grim Green Signature. It's a really stellar vape. The airflow is the airflow is a little bit on the turbulent side, I would say, but otherwise, I actually really enjoy the vape I'm getting from this. Very solid flavor, nice, nice. It just feels nice and dense and saturated like in my mouth. The airflow is weird and I'm not gonna be able to explain this without going uppy closey, but the way that the cap sits on the deck, a little bit of the 
atomizer behind the AFC is exposed a little bit. So it's not just a big open hole. It's like a big open hole on the outside and then you can see some brass. Like you can see some what looks like gold-plated brass like poking through the airflow. So it it's actually a, a slightly smaller airflow than it looks on here. And because those two edges are there, it makes it a little bit turbulent. I'm gonna shut down the airflow about halfway. See how that goes. It actually feels a lot smoother, but it is a lot louder. I'm sorry, I realized I haven't even said the name of this RDA. This is the Reload RDA from Reload Vapor. And this RDA is only available on the Vape Block app. So if you have an Android or iOS, you need to download the Vape Block app app and it's like a marketplace it's like a vape marketplace on your phone look for reload vapor and you will find this rda i have no idea how much it costs i couldn't find any information about this rda uh, anywhere other than pictures i couldn't find it online anywhere let me look again i think I, I think i saw it on elevated but it was out of stock oh no it's on element okay it's on element but it's out of stock reload rda by reload vapor 74.99 so that's you know, yeah, that's, you're gonna need your vape budget hands for that. You're gonna need your vape budget hands. I'm glad I know the price now because I'm gonna spend a lot of time with this RDA. It is already becoming one of like my go-to RDAs. Like this has the possibility, and I know I've said this in the past, but this has the possibility because of the unique deck, because of the ability that I can blend my juice through the top on a Kennedy style airflow without getting juice in the airflow holes. And because it's goon compatible, this is well on its way to becoming an RDA that just never leaves my rotation. I have a few of those. Obviously, one of them is the Recoil RDA. I like the Cosmonaut RDA, and I love, love the original goon RDA. This, this could be one of those RDAs that I just keep around and use. Aesthetically, I think it's very cool looking. I love that it's goon compatible because I have a bunch of goon nub tips from DHD that all fit on there and work really well. Really enjoying this vape. Bro Trip tastes delicious in this. I like the airflow, I like my coils, and it was really, I haven't experienced this in an RDA in a while, but it was really kind of fun to build on. Like it made me think. I saw it and I go, oh, okay, that's how you do it. Let's do that. And I did it and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you can just go like this and, and screw these down and then you straighten it and pull it out a little bit. I was like, okay, cool. The second one was a little bit difficult because there was already a coil there. So I'm like, no, I'll just pop it in like this and then hold it, screw these down. It has big Phillips head screws on the screw posts and you can crank those fuckers down, man. And they are, they hold nice and tight. Got the coils in there. I was like, dude, that was easy. Wicked it, boom, dude, that was easy. Anyway, I've been having a really good time with this Reload RDA from Reload Vapor. Obviously, like with all my first impressions, I'm gonna spend way more time with this before it gets a full review or enters the Tuesday Bro Tuesday queue, but I have a feeling already because I'm enjoying it so much that I am gonna spend a lot of time with this. So the chances of this hitting Tuesday Bro Tuesday or getting its own full review on its own soon are highly likely. I mean, I have been vaping this like crazy. I've only had it less than 24 hours. I mean, 
way less than 24 hours. I think I got this yesterday. I think I opened this package yesterday night and I actually built it this morning and I have just been cranking away on it all day, all day long. I I've been having a great time with it, man. Really good stuff. So yeah, Reload RDA. I'm going to be spending a lot more time with that. Another thing that they do is the Reload RTA. This is the RTA, and it's it's in the same family of, of, of products by name only. It doesn't share anything, pardon me, it doesn't share anything in common with the Reload RDA other than that. You build on it, you wick it, and you vape it. That's the only similarity. The deck is completely different. It is a postless deck with like Amit style airflow in and up and then kind of at your coils. This is also goon compatible. When I put one of these DHD nub tips in there, there's a little gap all the way around that if I really look, I can see it. I've been leaving this in here because honestly, I don't really notice the gap when I'm looking at it. I can't see it unless I like hold it up to the light at the right angle and then I go, yep, there's a big old gap right there. But just objectively looking at it, you know, I can't, I can't see the gap. Anyway, also in this, I put some GM coils. They were supposed to be 0.17. They came out to 0.15. I figure that's really close enough. I've been rocking it at around 93 watts. It's giving me about 3.7 volts of power on the Evic uh, Primo from Joytech, which is as I always say, it's just a joy to hold. This is a beautiful mod to hold. I need to have some sort of like ergonomics competition. Like what's more comfortable to hold? Ooh, the M17 Mini is pretty good. This Loch Ness though, that is really great. But this Evic Primo, oh, it's so good to hold. I feel like I have so much power right here. Anyway, this is the Reload RTA on top. Fairly simple to build. It's a postless deck. You just clip your leads, drop them in, and wick it. It was fairly easy to wick. My juice level is going down, but every every toot I take tastes a little bit dry, and I don't know why that is. It's wicking. My juice level has been dropping as I vape it. I just don't think I wicked it well. I think I wicked it okay to use, but I don't think I wicked it well enough. And I've got this loaded up with uh, Primal uh, Elixir's Learn from uh, Known Distro. This is like a berry lemonade flavor. It's freaking delicious. This bottle, just for reference, is, is basically empty. I could probably fill up this tank one more time. That's how much of this juice I vaped. I have vaped a fuck ton of this juice, and it is delicious. I get a really odd off flavor from this RTA. It almost tastes like chlorine. Has anybody ever experienced this in an RTA? Is that like machine oil? I always make it a point to wash all my shit first, but I didn't wash this before I just built it, wicked it, and filled it up. And now I'm getting a weird chlorine-y flavor from it. Airflow, really super good. Flavor, chlorine-y, but I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it even though I get that chlorine-y off flavor. I didn't wanna, I just built and wicked this this morning and I didn't wanna necessarily like empty out the tank and wash all the parts and re-wick it and then put it all back together. I thought I would just go with it and I thought I would ask, does anybody, let me know in the comments down below, have you ever got like a chlorine-y type of flavor from a tank because of not washing it? Anyway, let me have a toot. Yeah, see that one tasted perfectly fine. Perfectly normal saturated lemonade.
Yeah, that one tasted a little bit dry and a little bit chlorine-y. Yeah, and I can tell that it's getting dry now, but my juice level keeps dropping. Everything is happening as it's supposed to. I see plenty of bubbles coming. I see my juice level dropping. It just always feels a little bit dry. So what I'm going to do, obviously, I'm going to spend way more time with this RTA before it gets a full review or enters the Tuesday Bro Tuesday queue. And I'm going to make it a point maybe tomorrow to like take this apart, clean it all out, re-wick it, and refill it up. And I'll report back next week if the if the chlorine flavor remains or not. I have a feeling because the Reload RDA is $75, I get the vibe that the RTA is gonna be in the 80 to $85 range. Ah, that's, that's a lot of scratch for an RTA. I will say that building on this is an absolute joy. The fit and finish on this RTA, the way that the chimney screws onto the base, the way that the, that the juice fill unscrews, it's so smooth and nice and it just cranks down and you can bleh, fill your juice up. You screw it back down, it's like slightly knurled on the top here. It gives you a really good grip. It just feels overall like a very nice, high quality, well thought out, well put together, well machined RTA. I just don't know where that chlorine flavor is coming from. It's really bumming me out, man. So yeah, I got the reload RDA and the Reload RTA. They are both goon compatible, but that RTA has a little gap. And like I said, before next week, I'm going to wash it out. I'm going to rinse it. I'm going to re-wick it. I'm going to refill it up and I'll update you. I'll throw this in the what I've been vaping and I'll, and I'll make it a point to talk about the flavor or what's happening with the flavor. And I'm going to try to track down a price as well for that RTA. But yeah, I'm going to spend a lot more time with that before it gets a full review or enters the Tuesday Bro Tuesday queue. Next thing I want to talk about, oh baby, this this is just going to get a review soon as soon as soon as possible maybe in like a week or two because ah, i have fallen in love you guys i'm so in love this is the inokin endura t20 this is their new single battery tank that does come off you can take this tank off <laughs> Did you see those cat-like reflexes? You can take this tank off and put it on another mod. You can put it on something else. Alternatively, you can use this dinky little battery for something else, but I like this combo. I like this, I like this together. This is pure, pure mouth-to-lung pleasure. The quality of this mouth-to-lung vape would rival even the K-Fun V3 Mini, even the Mi 1, even the Nautilus Mini, if you can believe I'm saying these words, even the Nautilus Mini. This is possibly the best mouth-to-lung vape I've had all year. Got this loaded up with 18 milligram Mad Mix from Poor House. It is delicious and it is mouth-to-lung. Just joy, just happiness. Oh yeah, that's good. <sighs> I, I literally just love the vape that I get from this. The only wonky thing, the only slightly wonky thing is this cap thing. And I know why they included it. This battery isn't black on the bottom. It's a cap. The battery is actually flat on the bottom. This is what the mod looks like, but it comes with this cap with like two weird little airflow holes in it and it comes attached to the top like this. So when you put it in your pocket or something, you're not getting lint or like crud or fuzz or germs around your drip tip and then you just kind of pop it off 
vape as you would and then pop this back on just like that and then you sit it down and I could see that if you're walking around or traveling or this is in your purse or something sure throw that cap on there you can take it off and pop it on the bottom the bottom has this like little bit of a bevel so you can just pop it on there and then you set it down the only problem is this doesn't like to stay standing up unless it's on an insanely flat surface and not even then nine times out of ten if i'm working here at my desk and i'm typing and i'm grabbing for some water i'm grabbing for vapes this is just sideways on my desk because the force of me like opening a drawer or closing a drawer will just knock this thing over so i only have this cap around for this moment for the first impressions right now this cap is going away and i'm using it just like this tiny little guy mouth to lung love i mean love top fill tank big coil head in the middle it's almost like a cardo tank on the inside it's an amazing mouth to lung vape i'm not going to stop gushing about this because it's an amazing amazing mouth to lung vape the tank alone is worth the price of admission but the tank and this battery together it's just a beautiful little stealthy high nicotine mouth to lung vape and I love it. I love you. That was an O. No, it wasn't. But anyway, yeah. Inokin, Inokin has killed it with this. The Endura T20, Inokin has killed it. Now, I don't know the price on these. My vapor store has them coming soon, but they come in black, blue, red, and stainless steel. I, I don't even care. I would have taken any color in these. The stainless steel looks dope. I'm sure the red is awesome. I'm sure the blue looks cool. I'm sure the black looks fine. But... Holy crap. So anyway, back to the story. I was, there, there's this cap on here, right? And it's got these two little weird airflow holes. And this cap was just on here. And I was like, is that how you vape it? Like, do you vape it through the cap? Nope, you can't really do that. Okay, so then I, there was a little sticker on here that said press to remove. And so I'm like pressing all over the place. Like, what am I supposed to be pressing? And then I accidentally went a little too high. Yeah, that just, you just press it and it pops off. So anyway, Inokin Endura T120, fucking great. Just awesome. I'm gonna spend a little bit more time with this. I'd like to spend about another week or two with this before I really feel comfortable giving it a full review or having it enter the Tuesday Bro Tuesday review queue. But I can say categorically so far that this is my new favorite mouth to lung vape. It's just stellar. I dig it. I love it. I love it so hard. So moving on from that, let's do the cuboid last. Here's what I want to talk about right now. This comes from Steel Vape. I'm not sure if anybody remembers Steel Vape, but they did that that weird like flip top RDA. It was called like the XO or the XE RDA. Anyway, if you're clicking the link in the description right now, just know that the Steel Vape website is possibly the slowest website on the internet. But this is their this is their tail spin kit. And yes, this is another mech mod tank combo thing. It even comes with a goon sized, whoops, I took the whole top calf off there. It even comes with a goon sized matchy matchy drip tip for your tank. How fantastic is that? So I did build this and I did wick it, but I haven't juiced it up yet. The deck on this RDA is, is weird. It's an interesting, weird deck. It's kind of like a two post deck, but there's four holes and they're like ovally shaped and they're kind of offset from each other. And it's just, 
it's just, I don't know, it was just a really weird experience building this. Like, once you got the hang of it, you look at it and you go, oh, okay, like, you can kind of see the deck and then you go, well, I'm going to build it like this. I'm going to put these here and I'm going to build it and then, okay, screw them down. Good. And then you wick it and then you're like, oh, okay, good. It's good. This is an RDTA. And besides the weird deck, it's got really weird airflow. It's got this weird, like, squiggly mark and then two holes on both sides for the dual coil airflow. And then you can spin it and you get one round opening for a single coil in here single coil airflow and then it's got this afc ring that doesn't affect anything except for this arrow they have an arrow cut out on the top cap that you can adjust with the afc you can open and close this little arrow and i have no fucking idea why it just adds a little bit more airflow from one side the arrow is only printed on one side and that could be for single coil builds if you have a single coil build in here and the one airflow isn't enough for you and you want more single coil airflow then you could use this arrow in combination with the hole on the bottom. Anyway, what I want to do right now is get a battery in here. As you can see, I built it and wicked it using some Moktar Vapes coils. My buddy from across the world that uh, sends me coils sometime. Also, the mech is a sleeve mech, which is cool. I think that is cool. I love the idea of being able to change out the way that this mech looks and having a sleeve on there. It just makes a whole lot of sense. Now, I have no clue what juice I'm gonna put on here. I think I'm gonna load this up with normal view. I've been craving some normal view. I haven't had it in a while and I really wanna vape it. So what I'm gonna do, I'm not gonna be boring. I'm just gonna juice up these coils. Oh, there's the fill hole. Okay, so there is a fill hole on the side. That's nice. I like it when that's included. So basically, I'm just gonna juice up these coils I'm gonna fill up the tank and then we're gonna vape it after I throw a battery in here Like I said this deck is a little bit wonky But overall it was pretty easy to build on and it was really easy to wick you just you know You wick it like any RDTA you get your wicks You make them a little bit longer than you would in a dripper and you kind of like fold them up and boom Tuck them down into these little into these little slots. They have machined out and what I like to do like I do on every RDTA is I make a little gap just a little bit of a gap just a little bit of a gap just a little bit of a gap right next to the wicks so air has somewhere to go so juice has somewhere to go you just you want a little you want a little movement in there the switch does have like a little spring loaded bit on the bottom to kind of take up for battery rattle this is a hybrid top cap let's see if it fires yeah look at those vapors happening let's go ahead and fill up this tank i'm just gonna stick the juice bottle in the side there Oh, look at it go. Look at it go. I don't even know what song that is. That's the tank filling song. There's kind of something a little bit dangerous about this. The juice fill hole on the side of the deck is basically the same size and diameter as the airflow. So when you're putting your top cap on, don't put the airflow hole facing the juice fill hole. You're gonna need to rotate it and make sure that your airflow is actually on your airflow rather than the juice filled hole. Overall, this mod feels really nice. It feels really well constructed. Everything is smooth and shiny and this tube, the sleeve in the middle, the acrylic sleeve in the middle, or no, it's not acrylic, it's probably resin, but it matches the drip tip. And overall, I think that's a really cool little package right there. Again, this is the Tailspin Mod Kit from Steel Vape.
Looking over the specs, I don't even see anything that what there's no prices there's no prices on anything but they do them in black and they do them in copper and or they, i'm sorry they do them in brass and then they do like anodized aluminum sleeves as well at least that's what they have on the website the pictures don't really do this thing justice if i saw these pictures i would be like mm, eh, nope, nope probably pass on that guy right there but holding it in your hand and feeling it and feeling the button and feeling the construction and using the deck and using the drip tip and using the afc and the top cap it all fits together really well very precise so let's just try this out steel vape tailspin mod why not great wow that was a really fucking good toot right there let me have another if i don't mind Very nice. Fuck, that is very nice. And yes, this is a hybrid mod. And yes, this tank has a very nice protruding 510 pin that you can use it on a mech mod. I love all these mechs. I love mechs. I love using mechs. I like fiddling with mechs. I like building for mechs. I like using mechs. I just like that mechs are coming back. And I especially like that the mech tank or mech rda combo package is a thing now this is a thing that should have been a thing a while ago and now it's finally a thing but the button is uh it feels glassy like there's acrylic or something on it it's logoed but it feels very soft and smooth it's almost contoured out just a little bit but it sits behind the housing of the button so you can set it down I guess it's, oh, it is a little bit wiggly. I never noticed that before, but because that button is rounded on the bottom, when I set this down, it gives me a little bit of a wiggle, like a little wiggle, like it's not perfectly flat, like this guy where I just set it down and there's no wiggling or anything. If I set this down on a hard surface, there's a little bit of play. There's a little bit of wiggle back and forth. Weird. Anyway, I'm just going to give it a couple more toots here. And uh, yeah, I don't really have anything to say after that other than I'm going to give it a couple more toots because I'm really enjoying it. Good. <laughs> really good. Uh, really very good. I'm going to spend a lot more time with this before it gets a full review or enters the Tuesday Bro Tuesday queue. Something I repeat. It sounds like a broken record, but I am going to spend more time with this before it gets a full review or enters the Tuesday Bro Tuesday queue, but this is the Tailspin Mod Kit from Steel Vape. I'll post a link down in the description to their website, but be warned, it is the slowest website on earth. I haven't been able to find anything else about this mod kit, how much it costs. That other RDA they did was like a bargain, like $25 RDA, so I'm assuming that this, even though it contains an RDTA and a mech mod, it's probably going to be right around the $100 mark for both, which I think is a pretty cool thing. Like you can buy this and if you, you know, if you buy Wick and Wire and Juice, you'll be able to vape Wick and Wire Juice and Batteries, you'll be able to vape right out of the box. I like that it comes with a tank and I like that it comes with a mech mod and, uh, you know, mech mods are, mech mods are a thing. You know, whatever, there's a lot of current controversy around mech mods. I, uh, I don't give a shit about any of that. Um, be safe know what you're doing. If you have any questions at all, stop what you're doing and get the answer to those questions before you move forward using a mech mod. It only really takes a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of, you know, carefulness. Is that a word? A little bit of carefulness when you're putting this all together and using it.
So yeah, good times. All right, well, we've come to the last uh, the last first impression. And don't worry, you guys, I'm going to have links for everything that I talk about down in the description to this video. But uh, we're going to talk about the last little first impression thing here. Haven't even opened it yet. So the last first impression that we're going to be talking about today is this cuboid tap. Cuboid tap. So... Joytech has released a bunch of cuboids. They did the, the cuboid and then they did the like that cuboid triple eighteen six fifty like two fifty watt guy and then they did I guess that wasn't a cuboid. The Oculus wasn't a cuboid. It was like their cuboid but with a full color screen. This evidently is called the cuboid tap, and from what I've heard, there's no information on the Joytech website about this mod. Just as a heads up, it's not something that's for sale or been released yet, so I can't find any information about it. But evidently, it has like force feedback technology, which is interesting. Oh, look at that little guy. Yeah, it's a, it's a cuboid chassis, man. Oh, it's kind of like uh, cool and shiny and carbon fibery. All right, let's get some batteries in here and see what's up with this here cuboid guy. Pretty clearly marked, positive, negative. Whoops, no. Ugh, I rewrapped. So I, I went and rewrapped a bunch of my batteries and I was like, this is going to be awesome. I'm rewrapping all my batteries. Turns out that the wraps I bought are a little bit thicker than normal. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It'll just be extra durable. Now my rewrapped batteries don't really fit in mods very well. They get stuck a lot. They don't just smooth glide down, they get stuck. And I know that if I push this in here all the way, I'm not gonna be able to get it out. Yeah, oh dude, yeah. See, regular wrap Sony VTC5As just, oh. Okay, well, whatever. There you go. I don't care. It works. All right. Tap Tech. Cool. It's got the cool screen. It's got the cool same screen from the uh, Evic Primo Mini. Now, this is something I have a feeling I'm going to need to read the friggin' instruction manual for. It does come with a tank, and I'm already using this tank on the Evic Mini, and it is a very solid, solid tank. What can I put on here? Let's put the recoil on here. Just real fast while, while, we, while we have it here. Okay, so there's the clock. It has actually a button, so it doesn't, it's not like that Wismec thing where you squeeze it, the Predator kit. There is an actual button, which I highly enjoy. Throw the recoil on here. It looks good, sits flush. It's in temperature mode, so let's, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Okay, so this, <laughs> wow. Okay, I, I, I'm thinking too many things and I'm not saying them enough. I don't need to read the instruction booklet because I already know how this works. It looks to be running the same firmware that is on the Evic Primo Mini. The display looks the exact same. Everything gets adjusted the same. And there's an up and down little rut right here. And when you press the up, it vibrates. Can you hear that? It goes, Whoot. it feels... It sounds like a cell phone is vibrating. Okay, so I'm gonna set this to 74 watts. I'm gonna press the button on the side to vape it, but you can also press this area up here and it'll vibrate and fire. Like you can press right here, right there. Nothing's there, it's just a flat, smooth surface. But you press it, it vibrates and then fires. Interesting. That's an interesting thing. I probably won't use that. I'll probably just use the clicky button on the side because I like to put it in my fingers like this, press the finger with my button. I don't know how I would hold it. Press the button like this. Hell yeah, dude. It works and it works good. And you just press that little haptic thing and it vibrates like a cell phone and it fires. 
Wow, I'm kind of amazed by this. Like, this is a really fun mod to use. It looks super cool. It's glossy and carbon fiber and black, and it just looks cool and feels nice in the hand. And when you adjust it, it vibrates when you change it. You do kind of have to press on these hard to get them to activate. It's not like a light touch. It's, you kind of have to, to put some pressure into it. Anyway, 0.2 ohm coil, 74 watts. Great, this has given me plenty of power. That actually looks pretty cool, even with the orange on top. Dig. Dude, I'm kind of into this cuboid tap. I kind of really just enjoy the way that it feels in my hand. It's very comfortable. It's very ergonomic. This could be in the running for like the ergonomic Olympics along with that, you know, the Loch Ness. Oh, I'm feeling a thing. Feeling a part. I'm feeling a thing that's sharp. What's going on here? Why you feel sharp right there? It's just the edge of the housing, I guess. This carbon fiber on here, I believe is some sort of application like it's a like it's a sticker or something on there because I can kind of feel the edge of it over here obviously this isn't going to be a super hemo mod I'm not expecting absolute perfection with it but little fit and finish touches like that where you can kind of feel the sticker coming off a little bit or there's a little bit of a jagged part or you know things like that that's that's what I'm here to evaluate anyway cuboid tap I don't know what else can I possibly say about it I'm going to spend a lot more time with this before it enters the Tuesday Bro Tuesday queue or gets its own full review. But yeah, I, I'm kind of enjoying this. Let me try it again. I'm going to hold it like this. And I'm going to press this flat part with my finger and fire it that way. Fuck yeah, dude. It works. And it works. The reason that I like this is it's nice to have force feedback. That means without looking, I can go from 73.4... All right, no, that's 0 0.5, 0 0.6, 0 0.7, 0 0.8, 0 0.9, 75 watts. 74 watts, sorry, 74 watts. I was at 73.4 watts, and I adjusted it up to 74 watts without looking at it. Ready? I'll go to 75 watts. Ready? One, two, three, four, five. And I know that it's functioning because it's vibrating in my hand. Boom, 75 watts. And really, this adds kind of a different dimension to the way that you can hold this. It doesn't have to be with your thumb or with your finger. You can hold it however you want. You can hold it like this and have this pad flat against your thumb like a badminton racket and just press it. You can press it with like the knuckle of your thumb and it'll still work. That is cool. This is just cool and fun. You know what? There's not a whole lot of value added with this like vibration haptic feedback situation. It's just cool and it's just fun. And I'm glad they included a regular button. If this was your only button, I would be much less stoked on this because if this ever goes out, you know, this is a fairly new technology within vaping. If this little engine breaks or it doesn't vibrate anymore, you can still fire it with the very clicky square fire button there. Oh, that's a really good way to do it too, is if you hold it in your hand like this and you hit it with your button. Hit it with your button? You can actually hit it with, you can hit this pad part with your thumb. Ready? That's kind of cool. Dig it. All right. I'm enjoying that. That is cool. That is really cool, man. I am enjoying that. So yeah, cuboid, tap.
I don't know. I'm going to spend more time with it, but uh, it is what it is. It's a mod that does little vibrates when you press the button, and that's kind of a thing. Really, the reason that I like this so much is I really like this finish. I like the way it feels in my hand, and I love this display. This is Joytech's best display by far. It looks cool. It tells me everything I want to know. It shows me my batteries with nice long battery level indicators. Wattage is huge right in the middle. Your voltage is underneath. It shows you your coil resistance. It shows you your amps. This is my favorite screen on a mod. My favorite display. The way that this is laid out is my favorite. I like it on the Evic Supreme Mini and I like it on the Cuboid Tap. So there you go. What are you gonna do? All right, cool. So yeah, I'll spend some more time with that. It's a thing, but we're gonna wrap up this first impressions. And what I did earlier was I rummaged through some boxes and I found an old retro vape. So that's what we're gonna do now. Is retro vape. So with all the mech mods kind of coming back into style, I thought I'd grab one of my old, really favorite mech mods. This is the Gnome from Vapor's Knoll. Does anybody remember the Gnome from Vapor's Knoll? It wasn't like an insanely popular mech mod, but it was a it was a fine mech mod. It was machined really well, and I really enjoyed using it. It does use that stupid two-pin top system, and it's got a nice springy button that I already feel is loose. There's an adjustment in here. Yep, I can already tell that that's loose and kind of wobbling back and forth. I'm gonna tighten this down. <laughs> Much better. But yeah, it's a freaking simple, simple mech mod. It's a tube that is a very nicely machined tube and it says gnome on the side and it has this scratch around it and that's from storing it with other mods. There's like a, a there's like a scrape all the way around it. And I thought for a second, I was like, it looks like a seam. I was like, I don't remember the gnome coming apart like this. Yeah, no, it totally doesn't. That's just a scratch. But anyway, I'm gonna grab an RDA. This is a 22 millimeter mech mod. So I have a feeling that this 24 millimeter atomizer is gonna hang out over the edge. I honestly have nothing 22 millimeters even anywhere remotely near me right now. So I'm just gonna plug this on and this is the way you had to do it. You had to screw this atomizer down all the way. You had to unscrew these pins in the bottom. Screw that down all the way, make sure that's touching. Adjust this for your battery and then you get a battery and you put it in there. It's no wonder we went to hybrids. Hybrids are just overall, wow, so much easier to use. You don't have to fiddle with adjustment pins or anything like that, and they're harder hitting overall. So I get why we went to hybrids. So I'm gonna try to adjust this little tiny pin as best I can for this battery rattle. Uh... Oh, we're so close. There's a just ever so slightly a gap right there, but I think this is gonna fire. Let's pop the top and see if it fires. Yeah, that looks ridiculous. 24 millimeter atomizer on a 22 millimeter mech mod. It looks ridiculous, but it's still firing and I can kind of tell from the way that that went that it's still gonna hit really hard. Yeah, dude, boom. Roasted, it's vaping. It's vaping like a champion. You know what, this is one of those 
testaments to mech mods that I really just love mech mods because there's nothing that can fail in them. There's no wiring that can fail. There's no boards that can fail. There's no battery sleds that can break or chip or bend or tear your battery wraps. There's none of that. It's just a tube. You just put your battery into a tube Attach your atomizer, press a button, and vape. That's it. There's no wattage adjustments. There's no nickel temp control. There's no custom TCRs. There's no vape curves. There's no haptic feedback on this. It's just so simple. And it's like the manual stick shift of vaping. You know what I mean? You just put a battery, put an atomizer, press the button, and vape. Cool, man. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm kind of surprised it's working so well right now. Back in the day, I used to love, love, love the Gnome. I used to rock it with my Tugboat V1 all the time, all the time. I loved the Gnome. I loved Vapor's Knoll. I haven't seen Sam from Vapor's Knoll in fucking forever. I don't even know if Vapor's Knoll is still a company or not, but... Once upon a time, they made the gnome, and the gnome was good, man. The gnome was good. What I'm going to do, as I always do with all of my retro vaping, is I'm going to try to track down my review of this. And if I'm being completely honest, I don't remember if this was the gnome 1 or the gnome 2. For some reason, I think this was the gnome V1, because the V2 had a gear-shaped button. It had like interlocking metal tangs around here. It was like a gear-shaped button. I think this is the Gnome V1, but I'm not 100% sure. I remember the Gnome was very confusing because they released the V1 and it was good, but the button got really hot. And then they released the V2 that was supposed to fix all those issues and then the button still got hot. So they sent me another button. So somewhere in my vape collection, I have a GNOME V1 and a GNOME V2 and then two GNOME V2 switches. And so I don't remember what I put together with what when I was packing stuff up, but there's a good chance that this is like the GNOME V1 body or the GNOME V2 body with the GNOME 1 button or the original button they sent me. It's not the second button because that had gears. Anyway, it's whatever. It's the gnome, and I'll uh, I'll track down my original review, and I'll throw it down there in the description for all your viewing pleasure. But yeah, good times, good times there with the retro vape. Let's attach this recoil back to ah, back to this mech mod right here. And uh, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna wrap this vlog up. We're gonna end it with some of my favorite comments of the week. Before we do my favorite comments of the week, I want to give a shout out to Nico from Finland and everybody that takes screen captures of some favorite comments, their favorite comments of the week. It's always interesting. I don't necessarily use all of them, but some of them I do miss. Anyway, this is one that Nico sent me. SJM72 left a comment and said, I kind of like the awful audio. It feels like the conference calls I do at work. <laughs> Great. Good. I had a Tuesday Bro Tuesday two weeks ago that was, uh, well, it was awful. It was awful audio, which really bums me out because I feel like it was one of the best videos I've ever done. But anyway, uh, Rob, Rob is a frequent commenter on my videos. He's, you know, we're making Rip Trippers jokes still. Here in 2017, we're making Rip Trippers jokes. I feel bad for the guy. Let's just stop. Let's just stop with the Rip Trippers jokes. But he said, I get a lot of jump cuts on my knuckles because they're so dry. 
Oh, that's funny. For those of you that don't know that inside joke, um, look, I'm not going to say anything bad about Rip Trippers. I like him. I like his videos. I think he's a stand-up guy, and I think he's doing a lot of good for the vape community and for the vape industry as a whole. Think what you want about him, but he is doing a lot of good. He uploaded a video. I want to say it was over a year ago. It might have even been like two years ago. It might have even been in 2015. Was it that long ago? No, it couldn't have been that long ago. Was it in 2015? Holy shit. No, it was 2016. It was definitely 2016 and he uploaded a video selling uh, electrolyte powder from Amazon uh, and he was saying that um, his knuckles were dry. He had all these side effects from vaping that his knuckles were getting dry and uh, he was having all these dryness issues. And the only way to fix this was to buy his electrolyte powder from Amazon. And uh, he caught a ton of shit for it. I mean, <laughs> the most shit I've ever seen a vapor catch from doing anything. And he obviously took the video down. A lot of people have saved it and re-uploaded it. But, you know, people gave him shit. So people like to make, uh, you know, dry knuckles jokes and stuff like that. And if you were around last year, it was a, it was a magical comedy-filled time. Anyway, moving forward, comment of the week number three, Mr. McGiblets, he just said, tickle me and rub my belly, Mr. Vape Man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what that means. I don't know who Mr. McGiblets is. If he's a character that I need to know about, let me know down in the comments below because I don't know who Mr. McGiblets is and right now I do not want to tickle him and rub his belly. Comment of the week number four, Dark Knight 84. He just said, I'm gonna start calling my dong hot sweetness. <laughs> the only reason that's funny is because he used the word dong. And I think that word is so fucking hilarious. Nobody says dong anymore. Everyone's like, penis or if you're crude if you're a guy you're just like oh yeah i'm a dick you're gonna take it you're gonna take that dick nobody says dong anymore i think we need to bring dong back anyway final favorite comment of the week with 49 thumbs up your mom's beaver said don't be embarrassed about the audio i'm just here to fap that's it that's it done I'm done. You win. Your mom's favorite beaver. You just won. My favorite comment of the week. Congratulations. Your reward is this. But anyway, yeah, we're going to wrap this vlog up. Uh, let me just take a quick look around the room and make sure I didn't forget anything. Yeah, dude. I think we're good. I think we're all set. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging in there, for watching this vlog. I always say this, but you people that make it to the end, you're my favorite people. Don't forget, you can join me here every Tuesday for Tuesday Bro Tuesday. It's a very similarly styled program, but we do some actual reviews over there in the vape stuff stuff. We do getting to know Grim Green. We answer some viewer mails as well, and then we always wrap it up with a very random juice tasting. But that's what I got for this week, you guys. On the vlog, everything is getting back to normal, at least through the entire hopefully through the entire month of May I don't have my another event I don't have another event until June but I have two events in June so there's going to be at least two travel vlogs in June one of them is going to be a bro trip but anyway that's what I got don't forget you can find me on Twitter Instagram YouTube and Patreon all Grim Green. Grim with two M's, Grim Green. Everything is Grim Green. I'm still in the process of rebuilding GrimGreen.com, so that's going to be up and running again shortly. Uh, Namberjuice.com, Culture of Clouds podcast, 
Anything else I can plug here at the end? Nah, I can't really think of it. Anyway, I'm gonna grab my Steel Vape Tailspin kit filled up with Normal View. I'm gonna vape my face off, and I think I'm gonna eat a sushi bowl for dinner tonight. So that's what I got, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. And as always, yeah, dude, let's keep on vaping.